Hey guys, John here today. I'm going to go through and take a look at Solo, a Star Wars Stories second trailer. And uh, I don't have any other blockade runners with me today. In fact, uh, uh, it's just going to be me on my own doing a solo kind of take on the solo trailer. Um, just me and my collectible cup from Denny's here, my Chewbacca collectible cup with a Millennium Falcon topper on it. Um, but uh, it's just going to be us. So um, I'll try to make this one a little more brief since it's just me. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about the trailer and want to get something up on the feed. Um, but we'll get the rest of the crew in to talk about it more going forward. Um, so what I'm going to do is just kind of scroll through and talk about some of the stuff I found most interesting in the trailer. And uh, like I said, we'll get we'll get some other blockade runners in here soon to uh, have a maybe a larger discussion about the movie, um, which is coming up uh, quickly, fastly approaching. Um, so as the uh, trailer opens up here, we are on... I think Corellia. Uh, I'm guessing Corellia. Um, and um, I, I think maybe we're getting a look at some of these shipyards um, that we've heard about in the past, the Corellian shipyards. Um, and in one of these really early shots, we're seeing the... Uh, it looks like Star Destroyers maybe being built up there. At first, I was like uh, thinking it was just a, a Star Destroyer-shaped Destroyer um, object, um, like a platform of some kind. But... Uh, it seems like maybe it makes more sense that uh, a Star Destroyer is being built up top there. So uh, I guess we'll see. Um, but uh, after a couple establishing shots there on Corellia, I'm guessing Corellia, whatever planet it is, um, we start to hear from Kira, who says, uh, you're after something. You're after something. Is it revenge? Money? Or is it something else? And then she asks, is it revenge? Uh, and of course, at that moment, um, we get a shot of um, uh, Enfys Nest, I believe is his name. Um, the uh, bounty hunter looking character that we first encountered in the original trailer, uh, or the teaser, I guess I should say. And um, I thought it was really interesting to kind of place uh, that shot of Enfys Nest um, uh, alongside that quote, is it revenge? Uh, is that what you're looking for? And I started to think, um, you know, perhaps uh, Enfys Nest is responsible in some way for Han being an orphan um, or some other injustice that was done to Han uh, in his past. And so, you know, we know that we need to have an antagonist in this movie or maybe multiple antagonists. Um, and so what is it that's uh, kind of pitting Han and uh, maybe his friends against this character, Enfys Nest? And could it be um, something from the past that Han needs revenge um, against uh, Enfys Nest for? I mean, I guess it could just be something that happens early in the film and, you know, Enfys Nest gets away, whatever, you know, gets one over on Han and he wants revenge on that level too. But uh, I like the idea, you know, that uh, perhaps this is something um, from from Han's past. And we, we kind of know the movie's going to jump around through different time periods too. So, you know, again, it could just be something that happens early in the movie, um, not necessarily related to, you know, like the foundation of Han as a character and his past and stuff. It could just be something that happens early on in the movie. But um, I am intrigued by the idea that perhaps this character could be uh, one who is uh, or was really important to Han's past. Um so Kira asks, you're after something. Is it revenge? Is it money? And we see a shot of Lando Calrissian looking very Lando Calrissian, very smooth, um, surrounded by these incredible, incredible aliens. Um, and 
<laughs> I love the one. Uh, I love them all, but my favorite is probably the uh, Cyclops uh, alien up top uh, in the top left-hand side. But uh, but they're all pretty uh, interesting. I can't wait to get the visual dictionary and uh, scope out all these crazy, uh, crazy aliens. Um, so she asks, is it, uh, is it revenge? Is it money? Um, and, uh, you know, of course I think money's going to be a driving factor for Han Solo as it always is. Um, so, and maybe Lando is the guy, maybe Lando is the character that's going to kind of, uh, be the bridge towards, uh, Han becoming wealthy or, or Han at least, um, chasing that wealth. Um, so, uh, I think, you know, that's not much of a surprise. Um, and then she asks, or is it something else? Is it something else? And and this is uh, um, this is making us sort of leading us down the road of uh, a romantic relationship between Kira and Han, um, and that makes all the sense in the world too, uh, based on the trailers and um, you know the fact that we know um, Han. We don't know, but uh, we can assume that Han will likely have a uh, a love interest of some kind in the movie, um, and so he, the idea of this, you know personal uh, motivation, maybe romantic motivation, or just uh, the promise of some kind of romance for Han um, in the movie is great. Um, But then I'm also thinking like, is it something else? Is it personal? Could it be that connection to Chewbacca? Um, And uh, that's something that the trailer kind of plays up. So uh, I like that idea. I like the idea that perhaps it's it's Chewie um, that's motivating Han. Um, and is the something else that, uh, that Kira is referencing here. Then after that, we're going to cut to Tobias, um, asking Han about a job. And, and this is something that was sort of, uh, part of the previous trailer too. Heard about a job, big shot gangster putting together crew. He's heard about a job and, uh, he wants to know if Han's up for it. Um, and then they cut to Paul Bettany's character. Um, and so I'm thinking maybe that's like a Jabba a Jabba-esque character, a big shot gangster, he says. Could that be the uh, the Jabba-esque character, the sort of uh, the uh, the big gangster in this film? Um, seems very likely. Um, we yeah, we haven't seen him before. I don't know his name. I'm not sure um, kind of what his role in the film will be. He has an interesting look to a certain extent. It's kind of honestly, I'd say he he's got like a little bit of a Star Trekky look. I feel like almost um, these these like I don't know if they're scars or if they're um, yeah, I don't know what they are. These markings on his face, uh, but it just gives me kind of a, a star, a Star Trek-y vibe more than, uh, Star Wars, honestly. Um, and I'm not a Star Wars ex- or Star Trek expert. Um, but, uh, it seems more like something that, uh, you see in Star Trek, you just take a character, um, like a human, a human character and create this like sort of humanoid species by, um, doing some, you know, impressive, uh, makeup stuff, but, um, just kind of taking somebody's face and, you know, making it, sort of sci-fi by adding uh, scars or makeup or whatever it may be. Um, that doesn't seem to me to be as much of a, uh, a Star Wars thing as a Star Trek thing, but, um, you know, uh, we'll see. Uh, obviously, we're expecting um, Solo and the standalone movies and just new Star Wars in general to kind of take us into different directions and different places than we've been before. But, yeah, I'm definitely feeling that Star Trek vibe um, from this new character. Uh, and forgive me if he's named. I'm, I'm not really seeking out spoilers and stuff, and I haven't seen... Um, this character, uh, Paul Bettany's, uh, character named anywhere. Uh, I did get a couple cards from Denny, uh, Denny's as well, um, with my collectible cup. Um, but those, uh, I got Han Solo and a character named, uh, Moloch, I believe. So, uh, neither of them are this fellow here. Um, but yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see kind of, uh, what the deal is with, um, this criminal kind of overlord, um, business associate, uh, 
fellow smuggler. I don't know what he is. Um, but, um, but should be interesting. Um, on response, uh, or kind of, we hear the, uh, I'm a driver and I'm a flyer, you know, continuing that simple man. I'm a simple man in the galaxy kind of thing. Um, just, uh, trying to make a living and, uh, all that sort of, that sort of, uh, classic Han, uh, Han attitude. Um, great gag after that. Um, he asked Chewbacca what he thinks, uh, Chewbacca, you know, kind of indicates uh, not a great idea, perhaps. And uh, Han says, well, what do you know anyway? <laughs> what do you think? Well, what do you know? Which is good. You know, it's a, it's a good line. Um, I definitely want to see a lot of that chemistry and uh, humor and interaction between Han and Chewie throughout the movie. So um, in that regard, it's great. Um, and um, I'm feeling the line delivery and uh, the charisma uh, from, from Alden there. So... Um, feeling pretty Han Solo and uh, pretty good. Uh, next, I love this kind of uh, this shot of, uh, I'm guessing it's Enfys Nest's gang's lair or headquarters, what do you want to say? Uh, but it's kind of like in this snowy mountain planet, also where that train is, I believe. Um, but there's these giant tusks on the front of it, and it's just a cool um, kind of vibe. And, and I think it... it uh, it seems like it would go really well with the the look of Enfys Nest. Um, they kind of look sort of like that Mad Max movie, like um, like they, they've created these like masks and these like bounty hunter um, sort of costumes uh, for themselves. But there seem to be like natural elements, um, like the feathers and things that are part of those. So uh, I think the tusks on the front of this uh, this like headquarters or lair um, makes a lot of sense, and it's a uh, pretty cool image in the trailer here um and then tobias and uh kira are talking about how we're going to track down a ship and uh we cut to lando so no surprise there um but uh we do get <laughs> the first really great lando line um that we've seen uh in this trailer which is when han says hey i've heard some stuff about you and i'm wondering if it's true and uh, lando's response is everything you've heard about me is true what a great moment um, pretty into this uh, L3 scene too. Uh, Lando's just kind of chill and relaxed and says, hey, you know, L3, let go of the mean man's face. Um, and I feel like L3's like response, it seems very K2SO. So uh, I'm sure the, this droid, this character will be different than K2SO. It'll be a different thing and uh, and whatnot. But um, that's the vibe I'm getting. And uh, K2 was absolutely a highlight from Rogue One. So um, hopefully we're, we're going to be looking at something uh, similarly cool with, um, with L3. Han checks out the Falcon for the first time. Um, I have to say, you know, I'm not getting the goosebumps, uh, really like I, like I did with the force awakens when it's Harrison Ford and Chewie walking onto the Falcon again. Um, and you know, I probably shouldn't expect to, but this is like, it seems like a major, major moment, uh, in Han's life being presented in the trailer here, the idea of him walking onto the Falcon for the first time. And, uh, as much as it's cool, it's not really like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not totally feeling it from the trailer. So hopefully, um, in the uh, finished film, there will be a little bit more of an emotional, uh, experience to see him on the Falcon for the first time, but I guess we'll see. Uh, Tobias tells him, if you come with us, you're in this life for good. Uh, and uh, I love that line. The more I was thinking about it after uh, after seeing it for the first time, the more I was thinking about it, I thought, you know what? Um, we've seen that all throughout Han's life, that uh, that what Tobias is telling him here is absolutely true. Because um, all throughout the original trilogy, he's got like 
debts that uh, people are trying to collect um, and, um, you know, scores he needs to settle. And uh, it just doesn't seem like that smuggler's lifestyle is something that he really can get out of. I guess uh, second half of Return of the Jedi, it's not following him too much at that point. But uh, otherwise, it seems like something that um, regardless of, you know, how he gets involved with the Rebellion and Leia and Luke and everything else, um, that part of his life is always there and uh, always kind of trailing him. Um, and then, you know, obviously that's the same thing in, in The Force Awakens. Um, we, it was when we really find out that, um, that Tobias is right um, or seems to be right, you know, that uh, Han is in this life for good. And uh, I think most of us would have it no other way. So, um, but uh, wise words there from Tobias. Um, next line too is uh, another classic. You might want to buckle up, baby. Lando telling Han, you, you might want to buckle up, baby. <laughs> um, very smooth. And uh, it, it hints at a relationship between Han and Lando um, that should be really funny and compelling and interesting too. Um, the idea that Lando's been around the block. Lando has money. He's got style. He's got the ship. Um, and uh, Han is this young kid. I don't know what the age difference between Lando and Han is, but Han's this young kid who uh, you know he's going to be a mentor for and uh, who needs to learn a few things from him. And um, you know, I think there's uh, there's a lot of opportunity for great moments because um, that doesn't seem like the kind of thing that Han Solo would uh, would be very excited about or uh, would would uh, accept readily the idea that this guy Lando is cooler than him, uh, more stylish than him, more experienced than him, has a better ship than him. Um, but it seems to me that all those things are probably true. So um, yeah, I think that'll be. A uh, pretty interesting, pretty fun relationship, um, as it was in the original trilogy. Let's get some more shots of this uh, train heist, which looks great. Um, and, uh, you know, I think we, we know that uh, Tobias is, is meant to be like a mentor-type character. Um, but another great line from him, too. Let me give you some advice. We assume everyone will betray you, and you will never be disappointed. And it cuts to other members of the crew at this point, but uh, I have a feeling that, um, you know, basically that's going to be uh, um, Tobias uh, is, is most likely to actually be the one who will betray Han. Um, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense and uh, something that's probably on the cards. And, and uh, um, so that dynamic and in, in the way that relationship is going to play out with, uh, with him being the mentor, giving him the advice, telling him, hey, you should expect people to betray you. Um, I would imagine that's coming from a place of experience and um, almost like coming from a place of intention, you know? Um, so it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Um, and then, you know, he follows that up by saying, uh, you know, let me give you some advice. Assume everyone will betray you and you'll never be disappointed. Uh, and I, that was a great moment too, because I started to think about Kylo Ren and uh, I started to think about that line from uh, The Force Awakens um, when, when Kylo tells Rey, you know, you looked at Han Solo as a father figure um, and he would have disappointed you. Um, and so the idea that perhaps, you know, um, Kylo was disappointed by Han as a father um, and we haven't seen much of that relationship though. We haven't really seen any of their relationship as father and son. Um, and, you know, I believe that uh, Han is, is, is an orphan um, uh, for most of his life as an orphan in probably the entirety of uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story. So we're not going to see a relationship between Han and his father either, um, but we are going to see this relationship between Han and this mentor figure, Tobias. And, um, you know, the idea that, you know, seeing that relationship and seeing those two characters interact with one another could um, illuminate in some way, subtle ways, but could illuminate maybe that relationship between um, 
Kylo and Han, I think is, uh, is super compelling. And, uh, obviously, you know, the, the script for the force awakens and the script for solo, a star Wars story are co-written. They're both co-written by Lawrence Kasdan. Um, so while I might be reading more into that line than is really there, uh, I think there's absolutely the opportunity for that kind of, um, sort of connective material between the two scripts. And, you know, um, there is word out there on the street that this, uh, the script from Lawrence Kasdan is, uh, is one of his best and, and the, you know, potentially the best Star Wars script and incredible script. And, um, I think for that to be the case, for it really to be, um, that incredible of a script, there needs to probably be stuff like that, um, within it, you know, for it to be that impressive. So, uh, I, that's, that's something that I'm, I, I want to be realistic and, uh, I don't want to set my expectations to a place where, Oh my God, I'm going to learn, you know, so much about Han as a father and Han Han's attitude towards his son and the kind of relationship he had with his father figures, you know, it's, potentially that's not in this movie. I don't know, but it seems like it is. And if it is, I'll be really excited. Um, but I want to maintain, you know, also realistic expectations and, and not, uh, become, you know, convinced that something's going to be in the movie only to be disappointed, uh, when it isn't. But, um, I think there's definitely that opportunity there. So, um, it could be interesting. Uh, Lando's jacket is so bright and so yellow, um, in that sequence, uh, when, (laughs) when Beckett's telling, uh, Han, you know, um, be, be, expect people to betray you. Uh, it looks fantastic. And, uh, it's one of the brightest, um, kind of colors that we see in, in the trailer, um, or in any of the footage we've seen. And, uh, I am hoping for, for for some of those bright colors. I've talked about that in, in, uh, other discussions about, um, solo as well, but, uh, but I'm excited for that. Uh, also excited to see Chewbacca interacting with other Wookiees. Um, I mean, I guess we saw that a little bit in Revenge of the Sith, but not in a way that I found particularly compelling um, or emotional. Now, Ron Howard um, did post to his Instagram, I, I think, uh, quite a few months ago, this this uh, behind-the-scenes um, photograph of um, a monitor uh, from the set and on the monitor was uh, Chewbacca and seemed like he was like in an embrace or something with another Wookiee. And here we're seeing a moment where like Chewbacca kind of embraces this this fellow Wookiee and kind of, um, you know, places his forehead up against uh, his or her uh, forehead, this, this other Wookiee. So I don't know. There's something really uh, exciting about the idea of uh, exploring Chewbacca's, you know, emotional relationship with other Wookiees or maybe um, with family members. Uh, and that, that, that should be uh, pretty special and pretty different and uh, pretty cool. I got a really good feeling about this. I got a really good feeling about this, Han says. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but uh but uh i think they're making the kessel run here um that's the feeling i have and many other people have as well um and we see a little more footage of this tentacle monster um han flying the falcon and uh y- you know this crack he makes to chewy about him being 190 years old Since when do you know how to fly 190 years old you look great more humorous interactions between Chewie and Han and uh, should be pretty funny stuff. Push it! Alden shouting push it there is pretty great as well. Very Han Solo. Um, and then we get a bunch of like rapid fire shots here and there's some really good stuff. Um, we, we take it, we, we see a look at, uh, at this like red knife weapon that uh, Paul Bettany's using. Um, that looks pretty cool. Um, 
seems to be in that club from earlier too. He slices open some globe or something. Um, so, you know, who knows what's, what's happening there, but, uh, certainly seems intriguing. And then, um, we see Chewie, uh, fighting some troopers. There's a big battle sequence. I don't know if it's all from the same, you know, sequence or not, but it seems like it is. And Chewie like takes this, uh, uh, trooper and like lifts him up in the air and basically pile drives him down on his skull. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm thinking that this might be on Mimban. And uh, you know, I've seen the the uh, the Chewie and Han um, three and three quarter inch toy set where they're all covered in mud. And I believe that's uh, called the Minban. Um, it's like Minban Chewie and Minban Han. Um, they're all covered in mud. So I'm thinking that's where that is. And uh, in any case, then we see uh, Kira throwing like some kind of grenade and we see L3, um, you know, involved in this battle too and shouting like, I'm so glad we took this job. And I don't know if it's all together or not. Um, those could be two different sequences because it's a lot brighter in those moments. Um, and then we do see that like that, that train, I forget what it's called, the convex train or whatever. Um, in that snowy mountain area too. So that could be like from a different, like these shots could be all from different parts of the movie. But, um, I do kind of get excited about the idea of like, um, L3 and Lando and, uh, Kira and Han, uh, all being there and possibly with Chewie or maybe either rescuing Chewie or, um, you know, involved in something like it just seems focused on Chewie. Um, so I don't know if that's like freeing Wookiee slaves or, or kind of taking out an Imperial encampment or what it is, but, um, but, uh, I don't know. It looks pretty cool. And, uh, I'm hoping that, um, you know, again, um, Han doing things, uh, you know, for money, for love, whatever, but, uh, you know, like personal motivation, um, by the relationship with Chewie. Um, I'm hoping to see a lot of that. I think we will. And, um, it's looking pretty, uh, pretty cool. And speaking of that, uh, the trailer ends here with this shot of, uh, uh, Han holding onto Chewie's arm. I don't know how you hold a Wookiee, um, <laughs> from falling off the side of a train. Uh, cause you gotta, you gotta imagine uh, Chewbacca is very heavy, but, um, it's, uh, it's cool. Cause they're both wearing cool goggles. They look great. We've seen a still shot with, uh, with some imagery from the sequence. Um, Han and Chewie both look super cool. But uh, yeah, again, like that brotherhood and that connection between Han and Chewie, obviously, I think we're all looking forward to. Um, and uh, it just looks like a fun, um, thrilling kind of sequence. Uh, it ends with um, with Chewie kind of seeming like um, he's going to, you know, potentially be... Um, like hit this rock on the side of the the mountain. So the train is like going along the side of the mountain, it seems like, and um, there's a gap between the train and the mountain, but this rock in the distance um, seems like there is, uh, there's no gap there. And um, Chewie maybe is, um, is uh, hurtling towards it, uh, you know, potentially being, you know, about to be crushed by that. We know we will know that won't happen, but um, you know, it's a, a tense moment. So uh, kind of an exciting thing to, to end the trailer with there. So yeah, so uh, that's that's kind of the whole uh, second trailer, and um, you know, I, I guess I talked about my <laughs> and my plan was to talk about the stuff I liked. I, I guess I pretty much talked about most of the trailer, but um, uh, I, I'm more excited now for the movie than I was obviously before the first uh, or after the first trailer only. Um, I feel like this one uh, definitely there's some enticing imagery. There's some really fun stuff in here. I think the movie seems more fun after the second trailer than it did after the teaser, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but you know, I, d I don't know too much more. It didn't give too much more away, so it's a uh, you know uh, another look at the movie. I would not say like a 
to really much more of a like a bigger look at the movie because it didn't show us too much more um and that's great that's fine and i think that's really kind of been the uh the standard practice with these star wars movies um if you go back and look at the trailers for force awakens uh last jedi and rogue one um I don't feel like the second trailer or third trailer, whatever they, they may be um, really kind of introduce that much more new, like new planets, new concepts. Um, they don't really tell us that much more about the story. Uh, and that's good. That's cause I, I don't want too much to be given away. Uh, although I will say with Han Solo uh, or Solo, a star Wars story, um, I'm the least concerned about spoilers um, that I have been about any of the other uh, star Wars movies so far. So, um, but still not really actively seeking them out. Um, anyway, the movie looks great. Um, excited to talk about it more in the upcoming months here on the Blackhead Runner podcast. Uh, and, uh, hopefully I will not be on my own <laughs> the next time we're talking about the movie. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it's just fun. You know, the trailer came out actually, and I, I really want to listen to, um, you know, my favorite podcasts and, and some of my friends podcasts. Um, I want to listen to their reactions to, um, to solo a star Wars stories, second trailer here, but I don't want to listen to them until I've recorded something of my own. Cause I don't want it to like influence me and I don't want to end up like subconsciously ripping people off. So, uh, yeah, now that, uh, now that I've got this recorded, I'm excited to go listen to, uh, a bunch of, uh, everybody else's, um, solo, uh, podcast reactions. So, um, yeah, we'll be back. Uh, like I said, with, uh, another, another podcast, uh, long-term goal of mine is to record a podcast at Denny's, uh, but I don't want to do that by myself. So hopefully I can talk some, uh, fellow blockade runners into, uh, cruising out to a Denny's to, to do a show. Um, but yeah, we'll have a lot more, um, Han Solo, um, kind of, uh, excitement and coverage and all that stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this weekend when the Han Solo, um, uh, toys drop. So that should be fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, busy couple months and, uh, we'll be back very soon with more Blockade Runner podcast. Until then, uh, you can follow us at blockaderunnerpodcast.com. Uh, email us at uh, blockaderunnerpodcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe on iTunes. Uh, it would be great if you would leave a review on iTunes. If you haven't done that yet, um, that would be killer. Um, subscribe on YouTube. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at the Blockade Runner and on Twitter at Blockade Run. So thanks very much. Punch it. Mm-hmm.